Hello and welcome back to the Trap Game Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Cruthot, and I am here with my co-host, DeAndre Henderson. What's happening, y'all? How y'all doing today, man? Hope everybody's well. Let's get cracking. Let's go, let's go. Uh, how did you like, I, I know you listened back, how how did it last week go for you? It was it was fun. Yeah, At the end absolutely. of the day, I was just, I was having fun sitting here talking sports with my buds. So yeah. that's like, you know. That's all I really cared you know, about at the end of the funny day. Funny too, because we had we had a list of what we wanted to talk about, and before we even got into record, we got into a pretty heated debate. Um, uh, well, we can get into it because I'm sure it'll come up again. You know what, man? Um, I don't want to have my feelings hurt again because <laughs> I just I can't understand you sometimes, brother. Look, this is this is why we work so well together. This is true. I think you know. This is true. Um, but let's get into our first topic. Uh, we wanted to talk NIL a little bit today, but last night, pretty major development, I, in, not only in baseball, but I would say in all of sports, just because baseball doesn't do a great job at marketing, but I think right now, even the most casual sports fan, not just baseball fan, knows the name Shohei Otani. If you don't know Shohei Otani, you're living under a rock. Exactly. Honestly. I mean, the dude is the modern day Babe Ruth. And I think by the end of his career, if he can stay healthy from this point, because that, you know, the news was he tore his UCL and his pitching elbow, second major injury that he's had to to his throwing elbow. And, you know, usually guys, at least this day and age, come back stronger from that stuff. But now, if you're, say, the Dodgers... Say you're a team like the Yankees, who I don't think they would sign him, but have the means to do so. At the beginning of the year, middle of the year, people were saying uh, that this offseason he could fetch anywhere from 40 to $60 million a year. Not, not in his entire contract, a year because of what he brings to the table as a hitter and a pitcher. You're not just talking about a guy... That's good at both. You're talking about a guy that's great at both. He's a top 10 hitter in the league, top 20, top 10 pitcher in the league. And he's a dang good base runner, too. He's fast. He's not slow. He he leads the Angels in stealing, home runs, ERA. I don't know about ERA anymore. Strikeouts, innings pitched. The dude never takes a day off. He's at least DHing almost every day. My question to you is... With this big injury news, A, how much does do you think he loses this offseason per year? How, how much do you think he loses? And how much are the Angels to blame in this injury? Well, um, first thing, I just want, you know, Shohei's great. Amazing. He's fantastic. Um, I even think it was a little insult to Babe Ruth, man, because I think he's just miles better than that guy. Okay. But... That's a whole different conversation right. for another day. Right. Um, as when it comes to his injury, I, I feel for him, but I do think his bag will decrease, you know, 10, 15, maybe 20 million. He might make he might just make that 40 million. He might not make that in the end game of 60 million a year. Right. Because, you know, when you have an injury once, oh, okay, we'll we'll make sure that's, you know, we'll take care of you and make mm-hmm. sure you're good. When you have it more than once, it starts to develop a pattern. Exactly. And you don't, you, don't want, you don't want to get into a pattern of paying a guy who's not going to see the mound or he's not going to hit swing a stick. Yeah. You need to make sure Shohei can swing, 
can throw, can give you everything, because he's basically three players in one. It's really insane how 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 talented the the guy is. Right. And um, as far as the Angels at blame, if they had a shot to make the playoffs, I say play them. But to the extent that they were, I don't I don't know if they were doing that because the guy was literally I saw his name in the in the scores box every night. With and a home like the, run. With a home run. Nine innings RBI. pitched, yeah, ten like, strikeouts. This yeah. dude, the, first of all, the dude's a machine. Right. And so that'll play into it. That'll play everything out itself because his work ethic is going to be a second to none. He mm-hmm. works his body out good. He's going to be fine. We, I think me and you were talking earlier. He's going to be fine. Yeah. It's just the fact of the matter is just so unfortunate once you sustain more than one injury that, you know, your bag is going to decrease. And unfortunately for him, it's going to decrease because, you know, managers are going to do their homework. Yeah. Guys are going to know, like, okay, this guy's got injury. We don't want him to have that Tommy John surgery. You know what I mean? This, that, and the third. Yeah, I mean, and you're talking about a guy that was, and I mean, still might. A team still might give him the $60 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're ta- you're not talking about a guy that is going to make, like, $20, 25000000 million with some injury history. You know, like, this is more than likely going to be the biggest contract in the history of baseball. So, like you said, you know, he's going to come back. He's going to be okay. But when you have, like, this isn't an injury to his foot. This isn't an injury to his ankle. This is an injury to, outside of their shoulder, the second most important on their body for a pitcher, which is his elbow. So... I think, like like you said, I think he's going to lose maybe not money off the, off the average annual value, but years. Because you got to think, he is a little bit older at this time. I, I don't remember. I think 28, 29 at this point. I think he's 29. Gets a 10-year deal. Now, even before the injury today or yesterday, the question was how long is he going to be that top 10 hitter, that top 10 pitcher. How long are you willing to pay him $60 million and get that production? You, you're giving him 10-year deal so you can have him in his prime years. So at that production, at this level right now, before the injury, you're probably looking at four or five years maybe. And that's him having to be elite in both hitting and pitching for the money to be justified. Now, it's a ticking time bomb in that elbow. So it's I I feel for the guy. It sucks. We haven't even got to see him in the playoffs yet. I was going to say, Shohei, we need to see him in October. Yeah. We deserve Shohei Otani in right. October. Yeah, and, and just to show how big he has become, Mike Trout, who was the biggest name in baseball for the last seven, eight years, came back off the injured list with a, from his wrist injury, played one game, the Shohei, New, Shohei News comes out, they put Mike Trout right back on the IL. As they should. Well, the thing is, it was a footnote. No one's talking about it. No one cares that Mike Trout just went back on the IL. No. Everyone cares that Shohei just tore his UCL in his elbow. That, just, that should tell you everything you need to know right the, there. The biggest star in baseball for almost the last decade is a footnote to Shohei Otani at this point in his career. And it sucks. No. It's, we haven't, we've seen one playoff series from Mike Trout in his entire career. Generational baseball player. Shohei, the best player since Babe Ruth. 
probably going to go down as the best player of all time if he can keep producing at not even at the level he is because it's just unsustainable. But he will go down as one of the top players of all time. 100%. And we haven't seen either of them in the playoffs together. It's crazy. No. It's, it, um, I think we're in for a real treat if the Angels are able to fix their, you know, they got to rejuvenate that roster a little mm-hmm. bit. They got to get some hitting. Baseball is about hitting and scoring right now. You got to hit hit your mean sticks, man. Go yeah. out there, go out there and get you a mean stick. Look on Instagram and see these guys jacking these baseballs five hundred feet out the yard, man. Go out and get you some power hitting dudes. I mean, shoot, man. Judge is. Ugh. It makes me so sad. <laughs> it makes me so sad to think of what his year could have been because he missed fifty two games. And is he's in the top five of home runs still. <laughs> he missed 52 games and is in the top five. He hit four home runs in the last two days. Granted, it's the Nationals. They're terrible. But, hey, guess what? They just beat us two out of three games in New York. And, like, to think what could have been. He, he was on pace to break... The record Yankee, from last year. Your Yankee obituary is coming soon, darling. I Calm know, down. <laughs> it just, like, watching today's game, like, he hit three home runs yesterday, hits another one today, and I'm sitting there. And it's the last thing I'll say about it. And I'm just like, the year that could have been, if this guy was healthy, <laughs> it makes me so sad. It's okay, it Mark. Just makes your, me your so Yankee sad. obituary is coming soon. Don't worry, we'll work on it together, and we'll make sure you can get your moment where I'm gonna let him just go off, y'all. <laughs> He's gonna go off, and we're gonna let him. Yeah, because he deserves it. And you guys have heard it. You know, the last two years I've done it, and like I said, I've, I've said it on the show before. It's my favorite episode to record. Um, and going from the injury news, which is terrible, to me being a crazy fan, I want to talk about. A very controversial topic. A topic that some fans might not want to hear. Oh I want I want to talk about who are your top five worst fan bases. Oh in all lose, of sports. I'm gonna lose a lot. In all of, of sports. Fan. I'm gonna I'll lose start. a lot of friends. I'll start with my five. Okay. My, my number five. Start at number five. We'll, we'll work down. All my right. five, number five is Chase fans. Chiefs fans? Chiefs fans. What the heck? Now, what did they do to you? It's nothing that they've done to me. It's what they do to themselves. And the craziness that exudes from Chiefs fans. Like, like I said, like my buddy Chris, love him to death. He's he is a diehard Chiefs fan. I'm not gonna knock him for that because I've known him for a long time. But they still, they won the Super Bowl. And are still complaining that people were picking the Bengals before the Super Bowl started. And it's not just a small minority. All Chiefs fans think that they have to, like, keep proving something about the Super Bowl that they fucking won. (laughs) It wasn't a hold. Oh, the people. You see all the people that were picking the Bengals? The season's about to start, guys. It's over. You won. Stop it. Stop robbing banks to get to games and just enjoy that your team is good. Because who knows? There's, there are other teams in the NFL who are going through like some of the worst pits of just team success. Look and- at me! 
the Arizona Cardinals. I was not trying to be funny because my team's Atlanta because we're both going through it right now. The Cardinals have the longest drought, championship drought, of any team in major league sports. Not just the NFL. In all of sports, the Cardinals have... not want it in the longest amount of time. And Chiefs fans are complaining that they didn't, they they didn't, not not that they won, that they didn't get picked to win. That's what they're concerned about. Joe Burrow looked dangerous going into that game. I I high-key picked the Bengals against the Chiefs too. He's had success against the Chiefs. Joe Burrow was undefeated against Mahomes. But they just keep having to to drive drive it home. Drive it home. Hey, we won, but we're still going to complain. You know there's a fan base that um, I actually, you know, I'm not I'm not going to diss all the people in this certain city mm-hmm. or state. Right. But the Utah Jazz. Okay. Can't stand them. Okay. Can't stand their fans. Right. Ever since then, we're going back. I'm talking back like to the to the last dance eras. We're talking about Michael Jordan. You're talking about Michael the flu Jordan. Game. flu game. Do you remember in his documentary they said... It was food poisoning instead mm-hmm. of the actual flu. Yep. Where he ordered a pizza from a joint that like 50 people 50 people delivered one pizza. Guys, they poisoned, they mm-hmm. tried to poison my brother. Now, we do have to say speculation. 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 But does it add up? I well, would think so. The math checks out and Utah. Because you know, I think they knew. I think they knew that it was being delivered to him. Yeah. Somehow, I mean, that's that's someone on Michael. Michael's team's fault that it got out. Yeah. But no, I agree. You gotta and then when you, you, you think about all And you still lost. And you still lost. You did all of that just to lose. That's the craziest part about Carl Malone, great player, right. one of the best scorers that we, the, the league has ever seen. I wish success for him and Stockton, but I'm sorry. You were never gonna win a ring in that era, unfortunately. You just you were in the wrong era. Same with Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley. You were just in the wrong era. Agreed. So, Utah Jazz fans, if you can you can look it up for yourself. The proof is in the pudding. Go back to all the fan altercation stuff. Utah's kind of a part of that stuff, man. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. We're so, not we're not going to get into like other accusations of no, their fan base. No, 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 no. We but don't got time. It's not it's not just a pizza game, guys. It's not just a pizza game. Um number 4, number four for me. Who you got? The Lakers. Wow, they're I number three for me. I cannot stand <laughs> Lakers fans. Oh my gosh. Like, if I cared more about basketball, about the NBA mm-hmm. in particular, because I love college basketball, but yeah, NBA, I would say, is far down on my list of like followed sports. They'd be higher because for me, and we'll talk about them later because they're pretty high on both of our lists, mm-hmm. they're the late they're the Cowboys fans of the NBA. A hundred twenty percent. They complain about everything. Everything's always rigged against them. They have the best teams always. They they star chase, which I don't hate. No. I, I I completely that's, that's the part of their brand. Right. That Jerry Jones and those Cowboys loves to center of attention, the big star. Yeah. You got the Bus family and the Lakers. Hollywood, the big walk. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They need stars there. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. I don't no. I want to make that very clear. Chasing stars and getting big name guys. If you're going out there and trying to win, I appreciate that 100%. as a fan. But when Lakers oh, just Lakers fans, they're they're not gracious losers and they're not humble winners. I can't stand that about teams. 
Just can't the only see time I was cheering for the Lakers to actually succeed was when they were playing Boston in 2008. When uh, it was like Kobe was on that back-to-back year. Right. And they were just, I just didn't, I don't know what it was about Boston. I didn't like yeah. Boston. And I mean, like, I'm not going to speak ill about Kobe in any way, but there are still, there's, are still a lot of guys that have played for the Lakers through the years, like, that were very unlikable. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you either loved Kobe or you hated Kobe. Absolutely. You liked, uh, I wouldn't say Shaq, but, yeah, like, Ron Artest. Huge, huge name for the Lakers for a long time. Just, yeah, like, there's, very polarizing guys. There's that have one the huge difference. There's, I mean, there's not a huge difference between the both. They're both successful. They both have championships. Dallas is still one of the most. Long time. Yeah. Long time, but sure. Sorry. Most, longer than most people have been alive listening to this, but you're right. <laughs> But the, the the teams have success. I just, you know, if you have a, a successful franchise, I just, you know, the way they go about it, the Cowboys and the Lakers, you know, they just don't do it. Yeah, agreed. It's not my cup of tea. Agreed. It's okay. Who's your four? Number four for me was the Raiders. Okay. Now, the reason I say that is because I recently, it was right after the COVID year. Okay. So I went to, they were letting, they were letting us go to the Raiders games. I was able, I was fortunate enough to go to... The Raiders Chargers. That's cool. That week eighteen game. Right. It was right then and there. I realized I just don't like Raider fans. Yeah. Dude. They are so just rowdy and rambunctious. And you know, I'm a I'm a dude that grew up on Decatur and Charleston in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm just used to quiet. Let's yeah. go watch the game, have a beer. <laughs> but I'm not used to oh beer this and then yeah, yeah. dudes were spitting on people. And I'm just like, okay, this yeah, is just see, not an environment. Yeah. I don't, I don't really mind like. fans getting like rowdy because that's that's what you go to the game for. Yeah, but when you're openly being disrespectful for no reason to like so opposing teams' fans, that's when a line is drawn for me. Because like I'll go to a game, and you know I will like give crap to another fan from another team, but it's respectful. You're you're it's just like banter. You know, it doesn't get personal. You don't bring it into the stands. Like, guess what, guys? You're not the ones out there fucking playing the game. Or putting your body on the line for your entertainment. Yeah, like, enjoy it. You're spending your hard-earned money. So so is everyone else that is at that game. Let everyone enjoy it. Enjoy it. Go crazy. That's what sports is. Talk shit to the other team, other team's fans, but talk shit in a fun way. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Exactly. And some of it is just, you know, I've been to Raiders games in Cali too. That was an experience all in itself. Yeah. Because just, don't, just don't take me back. So like kind of a small detour. Are you okay with fans saying we when they talk about their team? Because me personally, I completely am. I wasn't at first. But then you think about it like you're going to be a fan of the Falcons way past any player that's going to be on that team right now. Yeah. You spend the money on the jersey. You spend the money on the tickets. You invest your time watching them week in, week out. If it's not for fans, the teams wouldn't exist. The players wouldn't make the millions and millions and millions of dollars that they do. I think fans are just as big a part of the organization as the actual players, as the owners, they don't make the money if it's not for the fans. It was one year in particular in the NFL. I'm going to take you back to, 
um, that made me realize that that is 100% true. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Legion of Boom, Seattle? Oh, absolutely. The 12th, the 12th man. man. Yeah, they that have a banner hung up for them. was so loud and just out of control, and it was just, it was controlled chaos right. in Seattle. When you went to go play Seattle, you got your ass knocked out. Right. And you almost had you almost had to go put a hearing aid in afterwards because the state it was just so loud and they were all that community as itself. I've been to Washington multiple times. Yeah. The Seattle players, they they treated just like regular people. They can For go sure. into the Walmart and the 7-Elevens and the Rosses and stuff like that. Yeah. Seattle is very in touch with their football community. I shout them out. I remember they took really good care of me when I was in Washington. So shout out to, you know, the whole Washington state. Okay. So I've never been. I've always wanted. Oh no, I have. Pretty. Very briefly. Very. It was very, very short. But I've been there a couple of times. Very nice. Very nice place. So it was Seattle's team that made me realize. Okay, I see how important how important fans are. Right. If you don't have fans, dude, that's an element that can be taken away. Do you remember last year when they had the Demar Hamlin situation and home field advantage was taken away from the the Bengals? Bengals. Yep. Imagine if the Chiefs play the Bengals. In uh, Cincinnati. Completely different. It's a, instead of the Arrowhead Invitational. Yeah. And you guys are going to hear that a lot more. Shout out Nick Wright. <laughs> the Arrowhead Invitational. The Chiefs are going to, you know, just book the Chiefs yeah, in the AFC I Championship know, every so year. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of going off that, I know we're getting off on a tangent here, but it's like some things that I, it doesn't bother me. But another thing is I hate when fans are so blindly allegiant to their team. Like, speaking of, like, you know, Yankees fans. Yankees fans are honorable mention, bad fans for me. Agreed. As being part of it. Because they complain, they complain, fire Cashman, fire Boone, this and that. But then they're they're selling out every single game. You know what's going to happen? Then nothing's going to change. Because this asshole Steinbrenner knows that no matter what team he puts on the field... Fans are going to go. So you're actually being a bad fan by still supporting them when they're shit, when he knows all he needs to do is put a team that's competitive enough. Semi-decent. Semi-decent. Yankees fans are going to sell it out. That makes them good fans, also makes them bad fans. It doesn't make you a bad fan for not wanting to support a team that clearly doesn't care about winning, in my opinion. I agree. That's good. Good take. Hot take. Hot take, but I, I hate when, when people are like, oh, you're a bad fan because you're not watching all 162 games. It's like, I'm not watching all 162 games because they don't give a shit and they're not good. And baseball needs to reduce that season anyway if mm. they want to add a little different element to the game. They're losing they're losing TV ratings. And we'll agree to disagree. Fair. Number three. Fair enough. <laughs> Number three. Steelers. Ooh, they're not. It's my third. They're not. They're they're a proud they're a proud fan base and I will I'll stand on this Steeler Rock which I'll that's, stand on this Steeler Rock. That's fine. I mean like I don't have like a ton of huge reasons and I know that the Steelers want to make a lot of majority of lists, but my dad being from Cincinnati, growing up a Bengals fan, I actually know a lot of Steelers fans living in Las Vegas for whatever reason. <laughs> and they're you know they're just yeah. Oh, your wife's a Steelers fan? Yes. Okay. I'm not saying all of them. Most of Steelers fans are just annoying as shit. They're, again, not graceful winners, kind of sore losers, complain about every loss. It's always the rest's fault. It's this, it's that. So, um, 
Yeah. I, I think the teams who win the most Super Bowls, who got the most Super Bowls over their tenure, get to do the most complaining. When's the last time they won? Who, the Steelers? Yeah. You can Against you can the Cardinals, only... wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Fuck you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm off that. I'm off that. Um, <laughs> oh, we'll get into it. Trust me. Um, I get it. But you can only hang your hat on that for so long. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you can't keep bringing it up. Agreed. You know, and that's why, again, Yankees fans kind of suck. What do we do? But they got 27 that's World it. Series. That's what you want. That's our, that's our number one argument. What's the matter you? If we're losing an argument, 27 rings. <laughs> Doesn't matter what the argument is. Steelers fans, too. Cowboy fans, too. They just hold up the number six. Ah, fuck the Cowboys. Hey, anyway. hey, hey, hey. Okay, so, all right. Steelers are third for me. Okay. I had one more off team that wasn't mentioned. And for me, it was, um, we already said the Cowboys, the Raiders, the Lakers. I said the Jazz. My last one was the 49ers. Okay. I don't like 49er fans. I don't either. And it's because I lived in Reno for a long time. And a lot of my buddies, when I was in college, were freaking 49er mm-hmm. fans. And I tell you what, it was some of the mo- it was the most emotional roller coaster that they've ever taken me on. Do you like your team or don't you? Do you <laughs> like your head coach or don't you? Do you like your your GM or don't you? Right. Pick a lane, San Francisco. Yeah. I need well, maybe it's because it's home of gay pride. I don't know. Pick a lane. I need them to figure out what they want in life because one year they're like, oh, we have the best team ever. And then the next year, oh, fire Shanahan. He doesn't know what he's doing. But then people will say he's the best offensive mind in football right now. Right. Come on, guys. I need you to pick one. Yeah. And if you, like, ever go on social media after games are played, there's one team, one fan base. They didn't make my list, but there's one fan base that is in a video of their fans fighting in the stands Every single week. And it's 49ers fans. <laughs> I'm just saying. 49ers fans are getting in brawls every single week. Because they don't care. It is the, they fight their own. Yeah. They fight it's not the even homies. they're fighting they their fight own the homies. other fans. They're fighting. It's a big brawl of Niners fans. They didn't make my list, but I mean, like, they definitely I agree. Made my they're, list. they're up there, but not in my top five. They definitely made my list. They were different. My number two. Bring it. Dodgers fans. I don't They're know the much, worst. Like I said, about baseball, man, you this is Dodgers your Dodgers fans are the Cowboys are one A, Dodgers fans are one B for me. I haven't won shit. Nope. I don't care about your Mickey Mouse 60 game World Series. It doesn't count for anyone besides you guys. Same thing if you go on social media, who's the number one fan base in baseball that's fighting all the time? It's Dodgers fans. They're fighting all the time. They think they're better than everyone. We talked about this a little bit earlier before we started recording. They are a team. They're a fan base, and one of my best friends is a Dodgers fan, and he gets the brunt of this quite a bit. And I, you know, it's not all Dodgers fans. And let's make this very clear: when we're listing the worst fan bases, we're not talking about. We all. know it's not everyone. No, but the majority of your fan base. Is trash. <laughs> Not all of you, but the majority. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Right. And like, and if you want to come at me, I just said the Yankees fans are shit too. So I'm calling out my own fan base. So have fun trying to come at me for calling out your fan base. Bring it. Yeah. Nobody gonna get past the front door. No, exactly. So yeah, 
Most Dodgers fans, keep winning on your division championships because we all know that's what you play for. We take those. We'll, you can have your division yeah, titles. We'll, we'll take, take the World Series. We'll 27. take our 27. 27. Take your 27, baby. <laughs> keep, yeah, hold on to your Mickey Mouse 60-game ring. Hey, no one cares. Don't do that to Disneyland. It's Mickey Mouse. Whatever. Mickey Mouse. Number two. <laughs> yeah, they're my number two. Who is your number two? My number two was the uh, 49ers. I thought it was uh, your third. So it for me it was five Ra- uh Jazz, four Raiders, Lakers three. Lakers three. Mm-hmm. Okay. 49ers. And uh number one for me is definitely Cowboys fans. Number one. Cowboy fans. 100%. Cowboys fans. It's not even close. You guys are nuts. 85% of Cowboys fans are, are delusional. Nuts. Delusional. Dak Prescott's a top five quarterback. Top oh, yeah, twelve. Okay. I'll give you top twelve. And because even then, I'm I would. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and cap on Dak's success because he has had a good career. But what I am saying, he ain't no top five quarterback. No, he's barely a top twelve. And you have to remember, he came in to the greatest situation a rookie quarterback had come into. And they did they didn't they just draft Zeke, who was who was yeah literally... he was a rookie the same year. Come on. They had the best offensive line. They had an amazing running back, and they still had Amari Coop. Right. Good defense, like so, and you still don't win. No, you still don't win. You guys have been tabbed as like the division winners, Super Bowl favorites, Super Bowl contenders for the last like six years. Yeah, how many playoff games have they won since since Dak has come into the league? One. They beat Tampa last year. That's one. So one, maybe two. I'll give them two max at the most. And I have to listen to Cowboys fans like they have won six straight Super Bowls. Yeah, Cowboys fans are absolutely guys are nuts. Delusional. I love Michael Parsons. You know, great player. Diggs. I love Ceedee Lamb. Ceedee Lamb. Ceedee Lamb's one of my favorite receivers in the league right now. Shout out and Tony Pollard. We got you in fantasy. I don't dislike the team. I dislike their fans. Yeah, and in turn, that makes me want because the at Cowboys the end of the day, lose. every single year the Cowboys are talented. The Cowboys have every so much talent. They have a good amount of talent. And Mark, we talked about you know five most position, most important positions in football. Dallas has it. Yeah, they have an edge. They have a corner. Agreed. They got a quarterback. Yeah. They got a left tackle, and they've got a weapon in Ceedee Lamb. Agreed. So you have all the elements to have a great football team. It's just that every single year it is something else with them. Coaching this. We're going to – we didn't it have Kellen Moore. It was a catch. Des Bryant caught that ball. He did catch that ball, number one. But the game wasn't called that way, unfortunately. So it is what it is. So Cowboys fans, as much as, you know, I, I don't want your I don't players love you. to – I still love you. There's a couple of you that I love, but not. Yeah, I still love you because I don't know how many Cowboys fans are my family out there. So I know, <laughs> you know, my Uncle Anthony, he might have something to say to me. But still love out there, Cowboys fans. Just yeah, be crazy I, in your just, own space, okay? You know, you know what would help a lot if I don't see them win their first preseason game and then their fans. Oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. That's what I love. Oh, my I God. love it. Dude's fun. And Super then Bowl they, MVP. And then they, don't e- they won't even stand up. After after all the crazy things they said, they're the most vocal fan base after wins. But when they lose, you don't hear a peep. Nope. Nothing. They're quiet. They're quiet they as a church mouse. Real quiet. Quiet as a church mouse. The only thing I can agree with Stephen A. on, Stephen A. Smith, is his disdain for the Cowboys and their fans. I will support Stephen A. Smith every time he puts on that cowboy hat and I love does it. the dance. I love I will it. support Stephen A. He doesn't. <laughs> 
99% of what else he says, I don't really care about because no. he's a goofball. But Total. when he talks about them Cowboys, I I'm listen every time. 100% locked in. <laughs> so again, we know it's not everyone. No. We know not everyone is a 85-15 for them. 100%. But and it's not just the Cowboys. I know a lot of Dodgers fans that are cool. I know a lot of Steelers fans that are cool. Same. I don't really know any Lakers fans that are cool, I know to be few. honest. I know Me, personally, know uh, most of my friends that are Lakers fans are like kind of fall into that crazy Laker fan category. Yes, they have. And again, I know Chiefs fans that are cool. We know it's not all of you guys, but you got to sit down and, and look into the mirror and say when the rest of your fan base is a little out there. Yeah. You know? Let's move on, shall we? Move on. <laughs> NFC. Win total picks. Yes. Went over AFC last week. We'll give you guys our Super Bowl picks at the end of this. First, NFC South. The Atlanta Falcons. Eight and a half is the win total over 150 or minus 155. The under is plus 106. Do you dance? Do you couple, dance? Couple do you key dance? addition. Uh, Jesse Bates. And David Onyemata on the defensive side of the ball. Don't forget Calais Campbell on the defensive right. Line you bring as well. in Calais Campbell, uh, Desmond Ritter's your starter. You bring in Bijan. So I'm gonna let you start. I don't have a big take on the Falcons either way here. So I the want floor every, is yours. I just want everybody to understand that this is not me saying what I'm about to say because I am a Falcons fan. It's because I've done my research and I've looked into the schedule, and this is my division winner here. Okay. Obviously, I'm going to take over the eight and a half wins. Atlanta has a very doable schedule this year, guys. And if Desmond Ritter is just a little bit good, right? all he has to do is be a little bit good, we're going to be flying high, baby. Fly, Falcons, fly. I agree with most of what you said. The only reason I'm taking the under here is because I still I have to see it from Desmond Ritter. 100% Before, get you know, it. I and it's the it. same with with uh, Bryce Young. I get it. You know, he Bryce Young did not look good in the preseason. That's because his line ain't blocking right now. Right, and and it might it's not really his fault completely, but you know, looking at the team as a whole, I don't see a lot of success. But going back to the Falcons, yeah, like the recipe and the pieces are there for them to be successful. I like Drake London. I don't. I'm not going to tab Kyle Pitts as a bust yet. Um, you just can't because he's still showing – he's in camp right now because he's showing everyone he's healthy. Right. Let's – let's let's. if Kyle Pitts plays the full year, then we'll deem him – we're going to deem him – if he plays the full year and doesn't get hurt, we're going to finally stop talking about him as a bust. How about that? He needs to be a top 10 tight end for me. How about five? Because that's how good he is. Potentially. The potential is there for him to 100%. be a top five. Um but, yeah, like, I think they might run the ball about 75% of the time. But think they about can how be Atlanta's successful built. doing it. Atlanta is built to run that ball. Look at the look at the offensive line ratings. Atlanta is sneaky number three. I'm yeah. just letting you know we are built for it. We are built to run that rock. Ritter's going to run his play-action boots. He's going to hit London on, on the flat. He's going to hit Kyle Pitts on them strips. He, he got everything going for him. All Ritter has to do, just don't turn that's a big thing. Because our defense is going to be finally relevant again. We'll have a good D-line. We got good linebackers. And now the one question Atlanta has been trying to answer for the past four years mm-hmm. 
is the back end of our defense, is that safety in those corners. Now we have a captain back there in Jesse Bates. Yeah, that's so, such a huge signing. For such you a huge Jeff Okuda. Bring it on. Atlanta's going to be just fine. We might, I think we might drop two or three right off the gate, but I think we're going to hit a stride right here okay. at the beginning of week four. I'm so interested to see like what happened in Detroit for Jeff Okuda to get traded. Because he was he came off his injury his first year, had a really good second year in Detroit, and then they just traded him. Hey man, so so it was weird. I you don't you usually don't see that. A it, young guy coming off a good year and then getting traded right away. But then you have to look at it, okay, if this young guy's good, had a good season, and now he's getting traded, you gotta look at a different spec. Maybe it's the money. Maybe he's Could not be. getting along with management. Could be. Something. Yeah. But there's a reason that Jeff Okuda, maybe they see injury prone or he's injury prone. Right. Why don't we get rid of him while we can? Sell him while his stock is high. So maybe it was a good reason why he had a good, good I season I think it was a steal year. for the Falcons. 100%. So. We have a solid corner to back up uh, A.J. Terrell, mm-hmm. who was already, already top great. three in yeah. the NFL in, as a corner last year. I, I agree. Um, so over for Dre, under for me. The Panthers, seven and a half. The over is minus 120. The under is minus 110. They do bring in Miles Sanders. They bring in Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst. They obviously drafted Bryce Young first overall. And I know this isn't his debut year, but J.C. Horn coming off a huge injury last year. So technically, this is still his rookie season. Um, I think he can be huge for that secondary. The only thing that you really lose, which I'm not... I'm not saying it's it's a pretty big loss is DJ Moore, especially for a young quarterback that needs weapons. Um, again, I'm going to take the under here. I'm not bought in to Bryce Young yet. I have to see something from these young guys before I'm ready to tab them as the next big thing. I'm going to also agree. I'm going to take the under as well. Just looking at their schedule, I just don't see a lot of games where they're going to be picking up that W against that elite quarterback. Right. You know what I mean? Game one, that's the only game because everyone doesn't know about D. Ritter yet. So we got they got Atlanta game one, but that's on the road. Good luck winning in the Mercedes Dome this year. I'm just okay. saying. Um, then you got the Saints, and then they got the Seahawks. I don't see them beating. They're going to start off 0-3. Or, okay, so here's the thing. They could start off 0-3. They start off 3-0. Or, or they could be 3-0. and <laughs> Like, we, Bryce Young could, he be could be smart. He could be worthy cool. of the number one pick. We you just have to I wait mean? and see, baby. Those are all losable games and all winnable games. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, and he you open up, it's it's 52.4% as a predict, projected winner for the Falcons. Yeah. So those are going to be coin toss games. Like, they should be fun to watch. I, I, man, you're getting me too excited for football, man. Is it September <laughs> Two 10th? weeks. Is it September Two 10th weeks? yet? My all right. So for the Panthers, we are both going under the 7.5 win total. The Saints... Nine and a half over plus 114, under minus 140. They add Derek Carr. They bring in Jamal Williams. You do lose Marcus Davenport and David Onyemata to your division rivals and the Falcons. Um, do you have a strong lean either way here? I am going to take their over. Okay. I like the Saints in this division as well, but I do think they're going to be a wild card team. Okay. Because they're going to be fighting for that spot because Atlanta's going to take – they're going to win the division, Atlanta. Okay. Um, I also am going to take the over. Um, I just think their roster is still con- constructed really well. Uh, I'm still a believer in Alvin Kamara. 
I I understand that he's not had the greatest years, but I still think there's production there. And now he's getting Derek Carr, who is not by any stretch of the imagination, uh, Jameis Winston, who's going to turn the ball over three, four times a game. Famous Jameis. Famous. I love Jameis. And don't get me wrong. I love Jameis. He's still there. Um, But he is going to be using the checkdowns a lot more. He has Michael Thomas, who is the slant master. I think Michael Thomas coming back refreshed. I honestly just don't think he wanted to play with the last few quarterbacks he had. I mean, he did have Taysom Hill and (sighs) Teddy Two Gloves. (sighs) Good Lord. Yeah. And again, I like Jameis, but... I would say Derek Carr is a definitive upgrade over anyone you just mentioned. Besides Drew Brees. Uh, Right. But what did he do with Drew Brees? He was a top three receiver in the NFL. He was amazing. So um, I like the Saints to win the division. Um, I'm not going to be surprised if any other team wins the division. Oh, I will be if those Bucks end up in the na-na-na-na-na-na-na. I will be. Okay. Okay. So then let's move on. Let's move on to the Buccaneers. God, this Six and under. a half is, the, is a win total. Plus 116 is the over. Minus 142 is the under. You bring in Baker Mayfield. You bring in Chase Edmonds. You lose Leonard Fournette, Donovan Smith, and obviously the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. You can scoff all you want. You don't have to like him because I don't either. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. He is. <laughs> Um, okay, so you're taking the under. 100%, because I don't know. The only thing that Tampa Bay has good going for them is their defense is still pretty dang good. Their defense is good. But check this out. That defense ain't going to hold the entire game, because they're going to be on the field all day long. Because See, I just luck's... don't believe that. Who's, gonna, who's, who's throwing the rock? Baker Mayfield. Who? He's, he, okay. Who? He was hurt. Did you just His, say... His shoulder was detached from his body, and he was still playing. That's his his choice. Okay. That was done. But you can't discount that and say that he was garbage. If he's fully healthy, Baker Mayfield is going to win games for the Buccaneers that they probably should lose with ladies, Kyle Trask. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to put in my official two-week notice of resignation. <laughs> uh, Mark, has been really great working with you, but this man just said Baker Mayfield is... Yeah. Why? Okay, good go. Is he is he not a top thirty two quarterback in the league? I'm not having this conversation with you again because the last time we had this conversation, it was about Jared Goff, right? And we're not gonna go there. You disrespected my man's G Goff so out of pocket, so I'm not gonna do this with you. To to say that Jared Goff is so head and shoulders above Baker Mayfield is ludicrous, ludicrous. And watch. I guarantee you, he's gonna Baker Mayfield is gonna play healthy this year. He is gonna shock people, shock them. I'm not saying the Buccaneers are gonna win the division, but I am saying that people forget that Baker Mayfield was actually pretty good before he had a major shoulder injury. Major, it never healed from the Browns, and then he just kept going. And it never healed correctly. Are we really doing this? Go ahead. Are we really doing Please. this right now? Mark, you cannot sit there and tell me you would rather have Baker stinking Mayfield over Jared freaking Goff. You can't sit there with a straight face and tell me that, but you're going to sit there with a straight <laughs> face and tell me that, aren't you? That is un 
believable. I'm not saying I would, but I would think about it. I would think about it. Oh, we better move on, Mark. We got other teams to talk about, baby boy. <laughs> All let's, right, fine. Let's move on. So your division winner is the Saint or the Falcons. My division winner is the Saints. Moving on to Smooth. The NFC North. We will get into the Chicago Bears. Seven and a half is the win total. Over is minus 122. The under is even money. They do bring in DJ Moore. They bring in Tremaine Edmonds. They lose David Montgomery. I'm going to take the under. Unequivocally take the under on the seven and a half. Um, again, we talked about it a little bit last week. I don't I don't understand the hype behind Justin Fields. We're treating people out, outside are treating him like he's a top 10 quarterback right now. I don't see it. They were horrible last year. DJ Moore is good. Tremaine Edmonds is good. Are they enough to win them eight games? I don't think so. Forgive me for the sudden pause, but I'm just thinking about... I'm still stuck on your Baker Mayfield comment, (laughs) but good God. I'm going to take the over for the Bears. Okay. Give me the over for the Bears because, you know, just looking at their schedule, I see a lot of favorable games. Only real, only real losses they have in the first four or five real, you know, first five weeks is they got the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Don't nobody want to play the Chiefs right now. I don't want no parts of them. But other than that, they have really they have five or six winnable games. They do winnable. So Chicago's schedule favors them this year. Do I think they're a good team? Probably not because they haven't played together very long. And I do think football is about camaraderie and a brotherhood. You ain't winning a Super Bowl without being without being a part of a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. It's just not happening. Right. We haven't seen one Super Bowl winner win a Super Bowl when they didn't like their teammates. There's Agreed. not one. Agreed. So, um, as far as their schedule is concerned, I do like the over and the Bears. Um, as far as them winning the division, we'll talk about that once we're finished. Copy. Lions, nine and a half. The over is minus 130. The under is uh, even money. They do bring in Cameron Sutton, CJ Gardner Johnson, David Montgomery. You lose Jamal Williams. You don't technically lose Jamison Williams, but he was suspended for the first six games for gambling. Goofy boy. I am taking the under. Um, I understand the hype around them. Me too. I get why they're getting this hype. They do look like they're going to be better from last year. But again, I'm not a big believer in Jared Goff. I just I just don't. It, there's too much hype. I think nine and a half. I think they'll be right around nine games. I would like to see them hit 10. I'm taking the under, hoping I'm wrong, because I would like to see the Lions succeed. I'm just not ready to believe that they're ready to take this massive step up yet. Okay, Uh, which is very fair, but we're going to take the over. I'm finally ready to get over my Detroit hump. Okay. The Detroit hump has just been there. Been a terrible organization. Can't draft well. Can't get quarterback right. Can't get nothing right. Finally, Detroit answers a lot of my questions this year. Okay. Do they have a weapon? Yes. Do they have a good? They, they, do, in your mind, do they have a competent quarterback? Competent. Competent. Sure. Give them that. I'll give you that. Jared Goff is more than competent, but he is a good quarterback. Do they have good? Um, they have a good offensive line. Yes. Yep. They're top top five in the league. If my if my memory serves me correctly, mm-hmm. 
Dan Campbell, what good a coach. coach. Very good Great coach. coach. Extremely underrated coach, y'all. I think he's going to win Coach of the Year this year. That's okay. my pick for Coach of the Year. Okay. Um, that's why I'll, I'll give you my Coach of the Year pick after. But Sure. Um, I think there's a lot going for the Detroit. It's about time. They had, they had to make changes, and they finally did. And they're still not done. They still can add a couple more pieces to this roster that can really boost it up. Go get another off- uh, defensive uh, tackle. Go get someone who's in those trenches a little bit. Go get a Bobby Wagner-type linebacker. Those guys are going out of style these days, mm-hmm. man. It's like the Lions have got a lot going for them. I think this is the year. But then again, we have to go back to history. History tells all. It's still the fucking Detroit Lions. Agreed. And, I mean, there was there was still a decent amount of hype around them last year. Yeah. And you but know? the only thing they did really good last year playing spoiler to Aaron Rodgers loved that game yeah. when they beat when they beat Green Bay in Green Bay. Yeah. Do you realize Aaron Rodgers like last three like end of the season moments were him at home losing an important game? Yeah. That's why like I'm not sold on the Jets. He's had a couple. I mean, besides last year, he won the MVP the year before that. But two, two years in a row. Two years in a row. But last year he didn't have the best year. No. He's getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so under for me, over for Dre on the Lions. Yes. The Vikings, eight and a half. The over is minus 160. The under is plus 120. You do bring in Byron Murphy uh, to replace Pat P. You bring in Marcus Davenport. You lose Adam Thielen. You also lose Dalvin Cook. Um, I'm going to take the over reluctantly. I don't, I don't love it. You really should it. I don't love it. The books love it. I think that's the biggest juice I've seen so far. Um, besides the 49ers coming up, over minus 160, the books have a lean towards the Vikings going over. So that's kind of influencing my, my choice here. Um, but yeah. Do yeah, I think over- the offense is going to score efficiently as they did last year? Yes. Because the Jordan Addison ad, Jay Jett is, is the best wide receiver in the league. Hey, he was getting shut down by Cottrell Clark, the rookie cornerback from the Cardinals. It's fine. He's getting shut down in, in practice. Jay Jett is whatever the books call him the best receiver in the league. He is. Um, I don't think the Vikings are going to go, what, what was it, 12-1 and one in one possession no. games last year? They're not going to do that again this year, guys. So what is their total? Eight and a half. So do you think they're going to have a losing season is what the question is, really? Yes. Okay. So Reason being is because they did not upgrade or do anything on that defense, man. And that was their Achilles tendon. I think Byron Murphy, at this point of his career, is an upgrade over Patrick Peterson. Sure. But they're almost in the same boat. You think about it, really, how old is Byron Murphy? 25. 26? Mm, no, he's on the back just, end of 26. He just came off of his rookie deal. Okay, but he's still on the back end of it. I'm sorry. Patrick P. is still going to... I'm sorry. Patrick P. is still good. Even at 50 years I old. I agree. How old is Patrick P.? 100? <laughs> Probably... 64? He's, I think, in his late 30s. 37? At this point of his career. Yeah. Oldest Um. Player. Yeah, I mean, I just... I like... Again, you're talking about mid-quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins, I think, is the top of your mid-tier, honestly. Um, and he's going to win you games. He's not great. He's not going to win you games that they should they should lose. 
they'll lose those games because he isn't that guy. But I just think, like you said, having Jay Jettas, I like Alexander Madison. I think he's a very, very underrated running back because mm-hmm. he had to sit behind Dalvin Cook for so long. Um, yeah, I, I just think they'll be good enough to to squeak out at least nine. They're not winning. At least. Not okay, winning that's division. fair. Um, I'm interested to see who you think will. Uh, the Packers, seven and a half. The over minus 122. The under is even money. No big additions over the offseason. The big subtractions are obviously Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard, Robert Tanyan. Um, so you have a rookie quarterback. You take away two weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think this is going to be a very disappointing division as a whole. I know there's a lot of hype around the Lions. There's a lot of hype about around Justin Fields and the Bears. Again, I I don't put stock into rookie quarterbacks until I see something. The only reason I think Jordan Love can be any kind of decent is because he did get to sit behind Aaron Rodgers. So I know what I just said, but I will take the over on the Packers. But again, not feel great about it. I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. And the reason I think people are mis- misunderstanding something about those Green Bay Packers. They still have a good defense. They do. They are still very loaded on defense. They still have Jair Alexander, one of our premier shutdown corners. And he'll tell you who's the best corner in the league. It's himself. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. dude is cocky. He's confident. But he backs That's it what up. You have to have. Yeah, but he backs it up. So quite frankly, if you throw his way, he's probably gonna he's probably gonna get his hands on it. Um the Packers are gonna be very good. If Jordan Love is competent. Again, you've got Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, you got Christian Watts. Uh, Romeo, Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs is that's Wolfpack. Go Wolfpack, baby! I want him on all of my fantasy teams this year. Romeo Dobbs, yeah, yeah good pick. I yeah. agree. But um, for the Packers, I'm going to go over for sure. Okay. And your division winner, the Lions. Okay, the Lions. I mean, hey, like if they if they live up to the hype, the Lions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was so nervous about saying that. Hey, the Lions? It's like a hot take, but not. It's not a hot take because they're they're, it's they're loaded enough. They're You're loaded. Right. Yeah, everyone loves the Lions. They're, everyone loves the Lions, but it sounds it, it, so weird coming yeah. out of my mouth. In the a weird Lions? way, it's it's a chalk pick to yeah. take the Lions. Um, I'll take them. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a bad pick. They could win the division easy. They could. A hundred percent. But I will take. I'll take the Vikings. But not feel great about it. Yeah, then my stomach is turning on the NFC North right now. Yeah, I got to be honest. That's, I, this like I said, this I division makes me sick. There's so much hype, but I yeah. think it's going to be the most disappointing. They'll be the most disappointing. Yeah, I think a, a conference that everyone's overlooking is the NFC South, of course. But hey, we'll see what happens on September 10th. We will. I can't wait. NFC East Cowboys nine and a half. The over is minus one sixty two. The under is plus 132. They add Stephon Gilmore. They add Brandon uh, Cooks. You lose Connor McGovern. You lose Zeke at this point of his career. Not a big loss for me, at least. Um, Just because it is the Cowboys and there are other good teams in this division, nine and a half is a lot to win. It's a lot of wins. And I'm going to take the under. I'm going over. Okay. 
I'm going over for those Cowboys. I'm going to give them their love and give them their flowers because check this out. At the end of the day, if I had the name top five defenses in the NFL, they would really spit out of my mouth pretty quickly. It would go Niners, and then I would probably say Philly, and then I would say Dallas. Okay. You know, because Dallas, Michael Parsons is a generational player, man. He is so good. Amazing. Trayvon Diggs is really good. Overrated. Underrated because after he had those those flux with all those um he led the league in interceptions one year, right? Then he got humbled. Then he got humbled. Quite a bit. He got humbled quite a bit. But check this out. Ever since he got humbled, him and Dick and Stefan have been working every single day. And imagine guarding Stefan Diggs, who oh, he's not a good receiver. Oh, wait, yes, he is. I, okay. I'm saying as of right now, with how much hype he was getting, Diggs is a little bit overrated. Could he come into the year and and solve a lot of those problems that he had at the end of the year? He can. That's what Stefan is there for, to help him. Agreed, but Stefan is not playing for him. Diggs still has to make his own plays. True. So, um, not saying that he's not good, because like you said, he did lead the lead interceptions. He's very boomer bust. Can you believe Dallas' first game on Sunday Night Football is against at home against the Giants? That's going to be a great first game. I can't wait to get into it. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to get into it. Oh. Um, Okay, so under for me, over for you. The Giants, 7.5. The over is minus 104. The under is plus 118. Are we both ready to go ahead and tell people that they are sleeping on these Giants? The sleeping Giants? I love the Giants. Over, over, over on the Giants. Over for me, over for you. Over, over, over on the Giants. 100%. They bring in, they bring in a premier tight end who that you've seen. Darren Waller. They already have a connection. Mm-hmm. They already have one. You bring in Bobby Okarike. That's a good you Bring in Isaiah Simmons. Mm, Cardinals. Who the Cardinals were using wrong, and I think there's still a ton of potential for him. They He's get him for a seventh round. Pick. He's going to start for them. He's going to be a big addition to that team. You lose Julian Love. Again, you kind of substitute him with Isaiah Simmons. Um, they have the best coach in that division. Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball is my pick to win the coach of the year this year. Giants, I'm I'm huge. Love them. Love, Love them this year. I absolutely. You talk about the five positions. To be successful. The only thing I question about the Giants is who the heck is Daniel Jones throwing to on the outside. Agreed. So, but they added Jalen Hyatt this year, Mm -hmm. whom I absolutely adore. Huge. Jalen Hyatt has game-changing speed. Wondell Robinson was really good last year. They just have really good dudes like Sterling Shepard. Is he still hurt? Is he hurt again? I don't remember. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, yeah, people are sleeping on them Giants this year, man. Watch out. The Philadelphia Eagles. 11 and a half, the over plus 104, the under minus 128. They add Rashad Penny. You bring in Greedy Williams, Javon Hargrave, they lose, CJ Gardner Johnson, Miles Sanders. This one's hard for me. Tough. Because everything in me is saying to take the over, but Super Bowl hangovers are real. They didn't bring in a lot for me that they improved. I mean, the Bengals, I mean, the Bengals kind of should have. Took away that Super Bowl hangover thing because they went to the AFC Championship the next year. I agree. So that to me, that's not a thing. It's your mentality. Right. Joe Burrow, in my mind, had the dog mentality to get his butt back to the AFC Championship. He just unfortunately ran out of time. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts 
it's kind of in that same boat. I don't see with unless a huge injury to Lane Johnson or Jason Kelsey or you know the back end. I don't see Philly. I don't see why they couldn't win thirteen more games this year. Agreed, but this is an underrated division. I don't think they're gonna go six and zero through the Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders. So that alone, like, let's see, they have their out of division games. You still they have, have the, the Patriots, Patriots out of division, Vikings out of division, the Bucks, the Jets, the Dolphins. I don't like this. The Chiefs, the, the Bills. I don't like this. The Niners. I don't like this. The yeah, so the Cowboys, the Seahawks. I don't like this at all. So I'm I'm gonna take the under. I actually really like up. seeing their their schedule. I'll stay over because okay. I'm not I'm not gonna bandwagon hop. I'll stay over, but I am 100 percent sure that's not hitting. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be putting this that in the sports book. That's a tough, tough one. schedule. They their have schedule is brutal. Oh, all right. It's not so, like the Jets though. Schedule, man. I remember the Jet man. The Jets first six games: yeah. Bills, Cowboys, Pats, Pate, Chiefs, Broncos. Yeah, that's rough, <laughs> man. That's rough. Moving on to the Commanders, six and a half is the win total. Over one hundred or the over is even money. The under is minus one twenty two. No really big additions. No huge subtractions. Besides, Dan Snyder. Agreed. Super uh, major. Them losing agreed. him was big for the culture of that team, hopefully. Do um, you think they'll go back to the Redskins? I don't. Uh, I don't see that at all. Yes, if they if they put their faces into that community and really let them know that they're not trying to insult them. This is a team that was around for <laughs> hundreds of years. We're talking hundreds of years, man. Like The, dude was, the Skins were around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And they got petitions out. They're talking about bringing them back. As long as they, communi- they get into that community and let them know that they're not trying to be deceitful and hateful and maybe we can move past i understand what you're saying but that's not the day and age we live in anymore agree you know what i mean so a man can hope can he i i agree and i mean the commanders it's a terrible name terrible name i if they do go back to that way like going back to like an indian native american kind of deal i think they should name it after a specific tribe. Like the Aztecs or something? The Aztecs, the Apaches, the Comanches, like something like that. The Washington Comanches. I mean, it's not much different than the Commanders. You know what I mean? I get you. Um, I'm going to take the under with them. I think that they will be at least competitive in a lot of games. They got a lot of tough games. I think they'll win some games that they probably shouldn't. They got a lot of tough games. After week one, they got the Cardinals week one. Easy win for them. Unfortunately, they'll beat them. They'll win. Uh, Then they got Broncos. Then they got the Bills. Then the Eagles. Then the Bears. Then you know they got an L coming when they face Atlanta. (laughs) So it's just just L after L after L. I can't wait for that game. I'm going to load up so hard on Washington. Oh, it's going to be L after L after L after L for those commanders. Give me the under as well, please. Yeah. I mean, someone has to perform badly in this division. Oh God, and it's gotta and be they're, them. They're the weak link out of out of. But shout out sports. Sam Howell for winning the quarterback one job, right, man. Right. I hope he's. I hope he's successful. And shoot, if they put a wedge in this division, it just makes for better better theater. Right. You make. Them, I don't want them to play bad. No. I think it'd be great for everyone I if think they were be competitive. Fantastic. Knock out the Cowboys out of the playoffs. Please, <laughs> please. Okay, so Who I'm gonna say it's safe to assume. That your division winner will be the Eagles? I like the Eagles. 
But that other wild card spot, I think, will be by the Giants. I'm going to throw a wrench into things. Uh-oh. I'm taking the Giants. Oof. <laughs> I think, I think That's the a Giants big reach. win this division. Big reach. But I like it. Is. It. Big it is. Cajon- it's major cajones. Yeah. yeah. We, this one, it's... Major cajones. I yeah, love it. I love it. All right. NFC West. The Arizona Cardinals. Four God. and a half is the win total. Plus 110 is the over, under minus 130. Okay, just so, just so everybody knows, I want the over just for pure, pure, pure mm. of thought that I know that my co-host right here oh, no. loves the Cardinals and he wants them to have the number one pick. I want I just to want, so bad I want the year. over, give me six wins. They're going to get six wins, solid oh, wins. Oh, no, that was honestly... Colt McCoy, let's go! That would be... The worst case scenario mm-hmm. if the Cardinals won six games and had like the twelfth pick. The but worst case scenario. Looking at their schedule, I don't see six wins. No, I don't see six. I and don't honestly, I am not sold on Colt McCoy being their starter hey. long term. I no, I love Colt McCoy. Hook him horns, baby. Hook him horns, baby. I think they like Clayton Tune a little bit better. The kid they drafted out of. Oh, Tune is good. He's good though. He's not, not bad. And that's the thing though. I don't think their defense is as bad as everyone's making it out to be. I think Clayton Toon, especially a rookie coming into the league, if he does get some playing time, that kid's going to want to win. They're not Rich Gannon, first-time coach, he doesn't want to roll over and die. I want everything in me. I, I hope they lose all but one game. The, I'm so November, scared they're going to win six games. November 12th, that's the one game you want them to win? Against the Texans? No, against Atlanta. Is that what you want? No, I want them to get destroyed. Okay, good. All right, I cool. don't care who, where Let's their go, win baby. is. I don't care where their win is. Then I just don't know where they're going to get it from. Maybe I the hope, Rams. I hope they Maybe tie the with the Texans. Maybe the Rams. Maybe. Maybe the if Rams. Cooper, if Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford are healthy, good luck. Man. Maybe the Seahawks. They could. No. They could beat the Commanders in Week One. No. They could beat the Texans. Yes. Uh, they could beat the Bears. I got no other. I got nothing. Uh, yeah, like they're nothing. they're gonna be terrible. They're gonna like, be awful. They lose Zach Allen. They lose Byron Murphy. You lose Isaiah Simmons. The seventh round pick, like three or four years ago. It's okay, big. And call. you traded for a seventh round pick. Do we need to start doing these uh, Arizona Cardinal obituaries too? No, because I know they're bad already. Mark, so I could do the obituary today if I wanted to. <laughs> They're so bad, dude. <laughs> like the it's it was just run so poorly for so long. Steve Kime, he hit on one small school guy named David Johnson. He had one good year, gave him a huge contract. He was horrible ever since then. So what did he start doing? He started drafting a ton of small school guys, thinking it was going to be the same thing. And look where, look where this roster is now. Not it's all a terrible. Small college kids are created equal. It's terrible. Why, why do you think the Eagles are so good right now? Because they have Georgia's entire defense playing in Philadelphia right now. No, playing on their defensive line. Forget they're off. Forget oh, they, the roster. They just drafted Keely Ringo. They they drafted guys. Philly is loaded mostly. for absolute bear this year. They're yes. going to be nasty. Forget it. Anyway, the Cardinals are going to be bad. Bad. I hope they win one, maybe two games to make me feel good about myself. I'll take the over because, you know, 
If go it Cardinals. goes over, dude, it'll be a disaster. Go Cardinals. The Rams, six and a half is the win total. Over 110, plus 110. The under is 134. Uh, you lose Jalen Ramsey, but so did the Dolphins technically, so that doesn't really matter. They do lose Leonard Floyd, which is huge off that line, and they do lose Bobby Wagner. Um, I'm going to take the under. I will take the under as well. They're one Cooper Cup injury away from being a t- complete dumpster fire on right. the outside. Yeah. And one I mean, Cooper Cup injury. And granted, Cooper Cup is phenomenal. And is and is Matt Stafford even is he he's even solid. committed? Yeah, he's he's committed. But is this if 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 those Rams can block for Matt Stafford, him and Cooper Cup have a connection like no other. Right, they're gonna they're gonna embarrass you if you let them sit back there and just chop you up all day. But check this out: one Cooper Cup hammy, one Cooper Cup twisted ankle. Good night. Agreed. But and uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't base your season based off of one dude being Cooper Cup as your number one receiver. Cooper Cup goes down. Who the hell are they throwing to? Nobody. Tyler Tyler Higby. Who? That actually might not be a bad draft in fantasy. Tyler Higby might be a huge He might be up. the steal of a tight, the tight ends this year. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so both unders. Just, yeah, just I just uh, they they won the Super Bowl, got rid of all their picks. We knew this was coming eventually that they were just going to be depleted of every single. Ro- their roster was just going to be gutted. And, yeah, gutted. Um, but hey, that's why you do it to win the Super Bowl. If you win the Super Bowl, it's worth the years of... That's why Sean McVay is okay with taking his lumps this year. Yep, agreed. Um, Seahawks, 8.5. The over is minus 142. (laughs) The under is plus 116. They do bring in Julian Love. You really only lose Rashad Penny. I don't even think that's a major loss because I don't they, think so either. they weren't Walker's necessary yeah. at uh, running back. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker is an absolute stud. They drafted Zach Charbonnet, who's going to be a very Everyone good. Everyone loves him. Loves, loves Zach Charbonnet this year. He's going to be very good. The Seahawks, have you noticed, they have been kicking the drafts ass the last couple of years. They have always. They have not. It's, I'm talking about these last two drafts mm-hmm. specifically. Right. They have kicked its ass because they've got they are loaded up on the front now. They've mm-hmm. got a good offensive line now. They're young still, yep. but that's good. You're not paying them for 4 years. Yep. That's great. Yep. You got two young running backs, you're not paying them for 3 more years. You still got Lockett and Metcalf. Now you add the best receiver in the class in Jackson Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mhm. And then Geno Smith is no slouch anymore. He's not a bust anymore. Now my boy is a top 12 quarterback in the league. And you still have Pete catch them all Carroll. <laughs> Pete Carroll is slowly such, becoming such one of my ball. favorite coaches in the league. I he's love, a, he's, a, he's, he's a, a very good, good coach. football coach. He's goofy, though. He's a goofy MFer, but check this out. Pete Carroll knows how to win. Until mm, it's in the Super Bowl. Till it's in the Super Bowl, and he ran the ball on the one yard line. Idiot. What a freaking idiot! Now you just pissed me off. Now you <sighs> over, over for me. Yeah, <laughs> just give me the over for Seattle. Yeah. I think they're going to be fine. I think they will be. Too. They have two lockdown corners now: Tariq Woolen and the guy they drafted. Um, the corner they dra- gosh, I'm blanking on his name, but um, they they're good on corner. They've got good safeties, good linebacker. Bobby Wagner's coming back. Um. They've got. They're gonna be fine. 
Seattle's going to be a sneaky good team this year. Agreed. Super sneaky. Uh, then moving on to the final team in the NFC, the 49ers. Biggest surprise of the day. Ten and a half over 162. The under is plus 132. Under for me. Same. I'm going to tell you why. When was the last time the 49ers made it through a whole season healthy? When was the last time? I got maybe five or six games out of George Kittle. Christian McCaffrey, you're going to lose. He'll give you eight. Yeah, he Debo Samuel's been He'll hurt give you a lot ten. lately. He'll give you a ten. Brock Purdy. He'll give you a ten. And he's still, I'm not sold that he's even good. So, I think they're a paper tiger. They are the best looking team on paper. Best looking. Best looking team on paper. But. Because their defense is loaded. It's a glass house. Their linebackers are loaded. Fred Warner is Amazing. the best linebacker in football. Agreed. And it's not close. Agreed. Um, who's their safety? Who's the big guy, the dude that led the led that team in interceptions last year? Uncle Lungo? Jimmy Ward? Jimmy Ward. Who's the dude with the hair? Uh, I can't. I, I can't think yeah. of his name. People know You guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Their cornerback dude is a, is a stud. They still have top three edge rusher, Nick Bosa. Um, also doesn't play a lot. Doesn't yeah. You'll get six games out of him too. Yeah. So if you combine all the 49ers injury history along with Kyle Shanahan's inability to beat like, you know, solid teams on the road, mm-hmm. uh give me the under for the 49ers. They if they win 10 if they win 12 games, I'm not surprised. No. But once they get to the playoffs, we're going to start seeing that everyone's going to start reading them again cuz whether they want to admit it or not, they were going to get smoked by Philly in that game regardless. Yeah. I'm and, sorry. And, again, it's like you could have put any rookie quarterback in that system and they would have been successful. Because Kyle Shanahan is a damn good offensive coordinator and, they and just, a good coach. They have every single weapon that Brock Purdy could need. You need a slant guy, you got it. You yeah. need a drop off in the back guy, you got it. You need a strong physical tight end who will block you to the ends of the earth, mm-hmm. you got it. You need he, a running back, you got he it. He will make mistakes this year that'll cost them games. I'm not there was a reason he was the dead last pick in the draft. Sold. There's a reason. Sold. And I'm not ready to be like, oh, Brock Purdy's so great because he played with Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle and Debo Samuels and he had one of the best defenses in the league. Like, no, no. sorry. Not, not willing to do it. Not, not willing sold. to do it. So who's your division winner? For the NFC, this is the West, right? Yes. Um, I will take the. Unfortunately, it's just because I don't see anybody else. I'll take the Seahawks. Same. I like the Seahawks slot this year. Okay. We've gone through AFC win totals. Yes. We've gone through NFC win totals. Yes. Who? I don't need a. I don't need a Super Bowl winner. Who is your Super Bowl pick? Who is playing in the Super Bowl this year? Okay, so right now, I think we should get two amendments. Okay. We should get two amendments to our picks. So you'll get one right now. Halfway through the season. Halfway through the season. Fine. One. Right now, I think we're going back for another Patrick Mahomes invitational in the Super Bowl. Okay. I like the Chiefs. And I also like a team who wants a little get back for what happened last year. I love Philly going back. Give me a Chiefs, Super Bowl rematch. Chiefs Eagles rematch. It's Chiefs, coming. Eagles. That was one of the most watched Super Bowls in history, and it was because Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes put on one hell of a show. 
The NFC is so weak. So difficult to choose, though. That's the craziest that, part. See, I the thing is, for me, it's not difficult to choose because it is so weak that I just think the Eagles are better than everyone. That's Even though I'm taking their under for their win total, like I still think they can make it to the Super Bowl. I'll take the Eagles, and I think the Bengals get it done. You think it's time? I think it's time. Think it's time? Depending on... Joe Burrow's calf injury. He's fine. I I think he's fine. It sounds like he's fine. I'm going off that he is fine. If he's healthy, Bengals are my pick. Bengals, Eagles. I think we have a very good uh, AFC championship game on our hands. It could be Bengals, Bills, or Bills, Chiefs. I think the AFC championship will be the Super Bowl. Honestly. It's literally been the Super Bowl. Do you remember Bills Chiefs a couple years Bills, ago? Bills Chiefs. That was one. Bills, Bengals was an amazing game. game last year. These so, AFC championships have been everything the, the last AFC couple of years. Is stacked. If you don't have an elite quarterback, get out of the AFC For because real. you're not going to win. For real. It, it's crazy to think that Kenny Pickett, who would be really good on a lot of NFC East teams, is the weakest quarterback in Isn't the Isn't that crazy? Are. Because he's Weakest. got Deshaun Watson in front of him. And like, Lamar Jackson. And, oh, that guy in Cincinnati. What's his name? Number nine. <laughs> What's his name? Joe Burrow. Joey B. Joe Burrow. Joey Burrow. A, I keep seeing that video about, where he's I, turning, where he's throwing it and just yeah. turning it around. It's so... I think about the AFC West. Patrick Mahomes. Justin Herbert. A guy named Russell Wilson. I don't know who, who that guy is. 10 quarterback for the majority of the Jimmy career. Garoppolo, one of the most winningest quarterbacks that's ever stepped of on the field. Of all time. Sorry. That's a tough division, man. Everything about this, about the NFL this year, I don't want no injuries. I wish every team had the injury guardian angel. I know. Where nobody got hurt all year. Because do you know how much great theater we would have this year if every team stayed healthy? You know it's inevitably going to happen. Someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. But I wish everyone luck this year. And uh, I hope the Cardinals win six games. I don't. (laughs) I don't. I really hope that they win one game and the Texans win two. Oh, God. And the Cardinals have the first and second pick in the draft next year. Just real quick, who would you want them to take? You Obviously, Caleb Williams is number one, right? But who's there, who are you pairing them with? Are you pairing them with an O-lineman? Are you going to go take Marvin Harrison? Marvin Harrison, I think, has to be the pick. He's such a stud. G- giving, giving, that, giving Caleb Williams the... Most hyped wide receiver prospect in Ever. I don't know how long. Long time. It's been a minute. Would be franchise changing, franchise altering. I understand that Kyler Murray's dead cap hit would be astronomical. But you're not paying you those dudes for four no, years. You can't you hold on to that. You, you can't. If you're the Cardinals, if we suck again, I get it. I wanted Kyler to be so good and I hope he, if he, they do trade him, I hope he finds success with another team. You cannot draft, not draft, a generational quarterback because of dead cap space. You just can't. And I hope we have the first and second pick. But check this out. They're not going to be paying those picks for four more years. That's what I'm so saying. So you can eat your dead cap pick. I understand. Eat it. Take and, it. And here's the thing. That's why I don't want them to win and I don't want the Texans to be good because even if they decide to hold on to Kyler, you have that first and second pick. The amount of draft capital they would receive draft class is loaded. for the first and se- see what the Panthers got for Bryce Young. Caleb Williams would have been the first. Drake May would have been the first or second pick in this year's draft. Bryce Young would have been deep down the list. 
Imagine what they would get. If Bryce for Young those was picks. in this year's draft, he would not be drafted first. No, he'd be in. He'd be top six, five. top five, six. I'd go Caleb Williams, probably Drake May, Bo then Nicks, Bryce Young, Bo Nix, Jaden McDaniel. Don't, don't don't get me started. It'd I'd be go, crazy. This crazy. draft, this quarterback class, is gonna be crazy. Please, please, Monty Austin Fort. Don't fuck this up for us. Whoever Monty Awesome Ford the is, the GM for the Cardinals. get it right, brother. Please. You're making my podcast days hard, man. Jeez, or fun depends uh, on how you look at it. Man, you call this fun, man? I'm looking. I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals for God's sakes, man. I'm sorry. Sorry, you guys have to listen about the Cardinals. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Always, we always appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to us talk about sports. It's crazy that people would actually take time to do that. But again, we appreciate it to no end. We will talk to you guys next week. Football is right around the corner. Cannot wait. College football starts this week. College football. Week zero. Yes, baby. Let's go. Week zero. All right, y'all. All All right, y'all. Have a good week. Peace. See ya.